Get a shift on. Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are those couples, Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and our producer, Terry. This week, we're here to talk about The Time Meddler, written by Dennis Spooner, directed by Douglas Camfield. And go on. And shut up. Give me a second. (laughs) Jake's watching the episodes real quick. Cody. Uh oh. It is now time for everybody's favorite podcast segment, Cody's 40 second plot synopsis on your mark. Get set, go. I don't know where Steven came from, but Steven's here. Uh, he, he has Supreme. He works with Vicky, and they're out and they find this like homeless person who's actually part of a village. And then there's a watch, and he's like, Where'd this watch come from? It's kind of weird. The doctor finds a monk guy who's not really a monk, but you don't know that yet. And then he gets trapped in the end of the first episode. The second episode, the village people try and eat them, but the village person's like, nah, they good, let them go. And then they all get let go. And then they all sort of meet up, but kind of not really don't know where people are. And then the doctor's like, oh my god, what's going on here with this monk? He's a little tricky. And then Vicky and Steven are like, they have a TARDIS. Time, it's a time, time meddler. He's, time. Stop he's, talking. he's meddling with time. He blew it. Made it all the way. I revealed the thing that needed to be revealed. <laughs> Made it all the way. I can't believe he didn't spend more time on the watch because that's literally all he talked about. I'm glad <laughs> that I'm not the only person that didn't know where Steven came from. I asked Steven. Alex repeatedly. Steven. Well, why, why Why did he answer you the first time and then you just knew the answer? <laughs> I did. I did. He... She didn't answer or she didn't. Listen. No. When he explains things, he explains it as you know. He's like, the Daleks and prison. I'm like, oh, okay. Which didn't no, answer my question. I said the same thing twice, which was, in the last episode with the Daleks, he was in prison in the last city. So was the TARDIS team. That's how they met. Yeah, that's what he said. Didn't make sense. Needed clarification. Yeah, that was kind of a bad answer. That's he exactly, was in the last episode. That's what I just... Oh my gosh. <laughs> But he was on the TARDIS? No, he wasn't. They were in prison as well. That's what happened. He, so like they all took this rope down while the place was on fire and he ran away. And so in this episode, the first episode here, he's like, oh, after you guys left, I also took the rope down. (laughs) Even though they're like, we have to hurry up. The rope's on fire. (laughs) When he came on screen, Alex was like, not dead, huh? And I'm like, didn't and you're make like, sense to not me. In my memory. And huh? you're like, who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I imagine if you're a little kid and like this, uh, maybe you would. Little kids remember shit. For real. Hey, Terry. What? Out of 156 classic stories, where did this one fall in the Doctor Who Magazine 50th anniversary poll? 121. I guess we know what Terry thought Uh, about it. (laughs) Who is this person? Um, Jill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Same question. (laughs) Thanks for the clarification. Um, I hate this magazine. I'm going with 48. Cody. Jake. Yes. I have to proceed with this. Yeah, you do. Classic Who is actual dog water. We're we're not at that part yet. This series is a 29, but the show is a pile of shit, and I hate it. Thanks for coming anyway. (laughs) Alex? (laughs) I'm going to go with a solid 69. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, bring it up the rear, Sam. (laughs) 37. Well, you're pretty close, but not as close as Jill. It's 47. Yes. Are you kidding me? I Jill was one away. I Harry. still went on one. Oh. 
how the how the greats have fallen. I'm not the bad one today. Wait, what did Terry <laughs> just say? Oh, Alex or Terry said 132, 131, 121. Did he say the acting sucked? Yeah, I felt I like this was the only it. series with good acting. I thought this episode is was good. Those Vikings were shit. <laughs> okay, like let's not talk about the side pieces. Uh, I can't hear Terry. I know it's kind of nice. Get fucked, Terry. Who's that muttering in the background? <laughs> wow, Poor Terry. I'm just God kidding. Damn. Get up on that mic, Terry. Chill with a fucking dagger. <laughs> Terry, hey. shots fired. Thanks for watching our children. You're a great friend. <laughs> okay, before we get into it, some big changes. In our Doctor Who universe. Ch -ch -ch changes This episode is written, or this story, is written by Dennis Spooner, who up until now was our script editor. That has been changed. The script editor is now a different man. <laughs> Donald Tosh, who doesn't have the job for a long time, but he's the script editor for a, while, a little while now. And Dennis Spooner keeps the tradition going of the outgoing script editor writing the first story for the next script editor. Uh, so yeah, we might see a little different change in tone through the next couple of stories. We're also pretty close to Verity Lambert leaving. So I think her, she's kind of getting her predecessor ready and you know, some more, more changes coming to the show. Namely, we've got two companions now instead of three we got vicky who we know and love and we got steven big tall handsome dude steven steven <laughs> i don't know why you guys keep doing that I don't either don't worry about it that's just his name it's now his name steven steven hey jill yeah what you think of this one i liked it a lot it was real good cool alex same. This is my second time watching it, but um, I still like it. The, um, I don't know. I felt like the writing was just better in this one. Like there was skepticism, like Stephen just not believing what they're saying and what he's seeing. It's like you guys are dumb, and I thought that was hilarious the whole time. Yeah, some people complain that he's like kind of cringy, and it's like that he's just kind of being a prick, but like. Are you supposed to just believe people when they tell you they're in a time machine? Yeah. I like that was the most relatable part of the whole story was was his not believing. Um Dennis Booner also wrote The Romans and The Reign of Terror, episodes I think we liked. He wrote he will write a big chunk of the Daleks Master Plan, which we will not watch, and was uncredited as a writer on Power of the Daleks. I don't know what that means. Ah, that's a good one too. Anyway, um, who's next? Sam. Jake. What'd you think of this one? Was was Ian and Barbara bad? Like to the bone, like, like evil. <laughs> this episode was so good, and it's the first one without <laughs> them, and it feels wrong. But it's the first one I've enjoyed. Probably since the miniature episode. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> Planet of Giants. Yeah, the miniature one. Don't we don't need the title. It's fine. <laughs> Be people listen to this, Cody. It's this isn't just a phone call. We're gonna put this out. People listen. You know, spelling things out for them sometimes. Those people should know. No, so I'll be interested going forward if it continues or if this was like a surprise good one. Well, I think the writing has a lot to do with it. I think the the pace has a lot to do with it. I think four episode or four yeah, four episode stories are just easier to keep a strong pace than longer ones. But we'll see moving forward. Hey, Cody, what'd you think of this one? Jake, I thought this was the best series of all of them that we've seen so far. Really? Yeah, did you hear the number I gave it? That was pretty great. Um, I am curious, what what would you say is your second favorite? I want to get kind of a a barometer of your enjoyment level. I'll let you know when I see it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they all rate last. 
When when we're done with the first Doctor, we're going to do an episode where we rank the first Doctor stories. What? So you do have to start thinking about that. Okay. Uh, Jake, I the... literally can't remember half of the episodes. I was just going to say. give a fuck. That's not my problem. That is a you problem. Rewatch them. <laughs> Sam said the miniature ones. That's a good one. That's number two. Those are yep. the two I remember. I Thanks, remember. Sam. The one where the Vicky, Vicky came in. All right, everyone shut up. <laughs> Terry, you said you gave this one a real bad score. What'd you think of this one? I thought the idea of the plot was good, but the execution was terrible. Like, the directing was just not there. The side characters were real shit. There were a lot of close-ups that did not need to be close-ups. Uh, set was good. I like that. Well, this was directed by Douglas Camfield, one of the more prolific Doctor Who directors during this time. Mm. He directed an unearthly child, Planet of Giants, uh, which is Sam's favorite. Uh, the Crusade, The Chase, this one, and he'll do even more going into the 70s. He was sick during this time. That explains it. <laughs> no, this this episode's directed, or the story's directed really well. You just don't understand <laughs> what you're saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> you just said, oh, the, the guy, the one Viking was a bad actor, so I hate this story. <laughs> there were multiple bad actors of Vikings. Jake, when do they get to the point where they don't have to record, like, quote, unquote, live? Because that part gets a little <laughs> rough sometimes. I also, just in defense of my number, I thought this was going to be like a curveball episode of like, we all thought it would be great. And then it turned out to be shit because these viewers <laughs> who did this whole thing are real weird. So, nope, this is a beloved story among fandom. Mm. From the top um, to the bottom, there you're here. We got it. No, one yeah. day, one day. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a big number. That that's my type of number, Terry. I was gonna. Do we have a standing of where we're at right now, yeah, Jake? Jake? Yeah, Jake, I'm nope. in last. Where are we at? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Uh, and everyone else is. Terry's at first. Sam's in last. Everyone else is kind of shy. You're probably not wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> he can't be anymore. He's been pretty bad lately. No, he, I uh, not bad enough. Like his his initial start was too good to like have a couple bad episodes really make a huge difference. Oh, how far the mighty have fallen! <laughs> yeah, not that far. Yeah, oh. I just said he's still at first. Yeah, so <laughs> you, far. you don't know. You don't know. Show me well, the maybe, hard data. After the first doctor, he should give us legit numbers of our standing. I'll take. Soft yeah, I just data. have to go listen to every fucking episode we've done because <laughs> I stopped paying attention. <laughs> anyway hey cody hey jake give me some stuff you liked okay so the the, the vikings acting is fuck you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm kidding it's terrible not only is it actually terrible but like uh the acting between the doctor and who i assume is the master is so good like, it feels like the doctor, or Hartnell, excuse me, is finally able to, like, maybe brush up his chops. And this dude just came in swinging. Like, Hartnell has been a pile of shit in a few episodes, but this dude came out swinging that big monk uh, hat and scroll. Um, there's, a, there's a lot to be said about giving an actor a really good actor to play against, and it brings out the best in that. Yeah. I think Hartnell is like that. I think when he's working with people that are below him, he just kind of says fuck it and just kind of... He, he likes to be challenged and he likes to work with people who know what they're doing. Like directors, writers, actors. If people, if people kind of show weakness, he's like, fuck it, I'm not trying. Yeah, the back and forth between those two is probably what was the most entertaining thing for me. Also, Stephen asked a question on if a gun is out of place in 1066. So, he's an idiot. <laughs> he's from the far future. Okay. It'd be like if I asked you a history question, you're like, uh, I don't know. Go, it could have been the, go ahead. It could have been the 8th century. It could have been the 11th century. Like, there's Ask 300 me. years. Okay. 
but as we was Winchester a thing in 1066? Oh, for sure. That was like in the 1066. At that point, it had already been established to the monk that the doctor was also a time traveler. Oh. I see what your question Fair. is. Anywho, yeah, like I could go on and on. I actually took notes for this one, so. Hey, well, we'll come back to you. Jill? Yep. Give me some of that sweet, sweet Chiba. Huh? I believe it's Cheddar. Uh, tell, tell me things you like. What did I like? I did really like Steven. Everyone's talking about Steven. I don't know why they're saying his name weird. Steven? Because they're weird people. Steven. <laughs> I thought he was real. Like, I liked his inquisitiveness, like people have mentioned before. I also thought he was funny. Um, like, the first thing I have written down was, is this a space helmet for a cow? Or something like that. <laughs> that was real good. Like, he's just quippy. He's what I like in a Doctor Who companion. Um, also, I thought he really made the dynamic a lot less creepy between the Doctor and Vicky? Question mark. Yeah, we we kind of mentioned it earlier, but or last week. But I think because the dynamic has changed that we don't have like the the family dynamic anymore where it's grandpa, mom and dad and the kid. I think immediately both in the writing, the production and our view of it as an audience, Vicky has now become an adult. Like she sure. she's not a kid anymore and so it kind of makes everything less creepy. Yeah, that is that's a good point. She acted like an adult, seemed like an adult. Made it better. Oh, the best best line of the whole story is when she goes, how about you just listen to me for once? <laughs> <laughs> um, my other notes on the first episode might be construed by Alex's pointing everything out. Like, look at all these modern things. Um, <laughs> but I thought that was real sneaky and fun. Yeah, I so this one... to. To counterpoint what Terry was saying, I think the direction was great because they they put in a lot of audio cues and um, like visual cues as to like things being out of place, but they didn't like point directly at them. Be like, that's a coffee pot that shouldn't be here. Other than like the gun, but like that was it. The and, watch. Like, the, well, the watch, but that was that was a <laughs> well, plot that's a story point. point. Yeah, that was a plot point to bring them in. Like in in the beginning of I think it was episode three. Um, when they just showed the monk making breakfast, that's just a regular scene in itself. But when you have the idea of it being in the far past and all those appliances, appliances yeah. shouldn't be there. Like you wouldn't pick he up has on a it. griddle and a yeah. coffee pot and or a teapot. Those were a thing back then. My dad still uses those. Jeez, <laughs> oh, your dad is eleven hundred years old. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was the cool part. I thought with the direction in that like well, it was before very you subtle. move on i want to i want to stay on that <laughs> with the watch thing in particular uh it's it's clever i i think a lot of what we're kind of attributing to directing is really should be attributed to the writing Agreed. Um, using that to both show an anachronism for the monk but then to keep steven's like incredulity over the fact that they're back in time using one device, I think, is really clever. And they managed to get every fucking ounce of juice out of that watch in this story. And you see, even later, when you see the monk, like, look at his wrist, and be like, ah, fuck, I dropped the watch. I oh, did yeah, I really that like there. that when you first see the monk on the clifftop, he's got this huge fucking ring on his hand. And it's like, monks are supposed to be, like, all poverty and shit. So it's just like... That's clearly out of place. So, like, that for me tipped it off that he was a weird guy right away. Not that he, like, the watch came in later and stuff, but the ring was a I don't, tip I don't off. know enough about monks from 1066 to comment. So, that was not that specific scene, but another time when he was on the cliff, I didn't remember him just taking a bump of cocaine. Just in, in <laughs> oh, that yeah. was, what? Is that like an inhaler what? or something? That was in episode that two. Scene. That was snooze, guys. You never snorted snooze? What? What is snooze? <laughs> no. I think it's you're tobacco. doing it wrong. No, it's um you could do it in like some in like this German bar in Minneapolis I was at. We did it all night long and it's so disgusting. 
like digging all that shit out of your nose the next morning. That sounds gross. gross. Wait, but, yeah, you just it's, put tobacco in your nose. It's like um, I I don't know enough of like what it was like back then, but it's like um. It's like flavored or like scented, <laughs> so it's not it's not just tobacco, but it's like mixed with like mint leaves and shit like that, yeah. and it's like it's supposed to kind of give you like a temporary high like just taking like a like a snort of like um like hairspray or something no (laughs) (laughs) just a big old snort of hairspray i mean this sounds like a really bad tiktok no like like taking like using smelling salts like nfl players will put that shit up their nose just to kind of like open up their airways and kind of like get a quick little like boost oh i thought it was some like cyberpunk future cocaine hit that he was doing Sure, why no, it not? Was an, it was an old school tobacco And hit. why did he pick his hood up and then put it down? Yeah, and then because it was... it was windy. He put it down immediately after snuffing that. Yeah, he tried it. It wasn't working because of the wind, so he put his hood up, took a little... And then he was good to go. <laughs> that scene was weird. <laughs> and then he starts jawing all day. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um... Hey, Sam. Hey, Jake. When did you clock that the time meddler is a time lord? When they walked into the TARDIS, <laughs> obviously. That's exactly what I wanted you to say. <laughs> did you have okay, any suspicions? No, this is really embarrassing. I shouldn't say this. When they walked into the TARDIS, I was like, How'd they get into the doctor's TARDIS from that weird <laughs> thing? I was so confused. It took me a minute. That is defensible, though, because it like yeah. it's the Mark IV, right? Like, it's a different TARDIS, but it's the same fucking TARDIS. All, all they did was put the, the console, like, up on a pedestal so it's raised up a little bit. Well, it was, like, because the tides had come up, I thought that the TARDIS had, like, confound them somehow. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because like one this this story a, a lot of new a lot of firsts are in this story which is a reason why people like it so much one of those firsts is that it's establishing that the TARDIS can't be moved so easily mm-hmm. but then you think of so many stories where it's like well four little blue guys in the end of the world just rolled it around or like a helicopter picked it up in the 50th anniversary special yeah, it's actually around. wicked easy to move around whenever you <laughs> if the story dictates so, so actually a little later than them walking into the TARDIS. <laughs> Cody, you did say this guy's obviously the master. He is not. Okay, you're wrong, though. He is known moving forward as the meddling monk. He does show up in another story that doesn't exist, so he won't get to see it. And then his character shows up in other books and audios. But uh, he's a beloved figure. Anytime someone shows up, where they're like, oh, so-and-so was cast as Doctor Who. The fans are always like, I bet he's playing the meddling monk. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun to have that back. Yeah, they need Banks, to tie up though. that loose end where they great. connect him to the master. But it's it's also a character where they're like, he's called the meddling monk because he was disguising himself as a monk. But then moving forward, he just keeps the name, the meddling monk, <laughs> as like his, his name. It's his call sign. Do his bangs make him banging? No. No. Not even. Oh. No, his fat ass does. That, <laughs> that, that big old dumpy. Dump <laughs> that big old monk dumpy. Oh, this is a quality oh podcast. This is embarrassing. <laughs> the Speaking of banging, Stephen gets rid of that beard. Oh. That's what handsome fucking dude. Stephen was banging yeah. the whole time. He looked so much better with a beard, though. That's you are ter- a horrible game. God damn it. <laughs> uh-uh. This is why he's single. <laughs> it wasn't even a real beard, Terry. I know, but like the shape of it was really complimenting his face. And just like it was. A, you know what, you know what was... else compliments his face? His square jawline. <laughs> also true. But I don't know. I was disappointed. Like when he came out, it's like he didn't even keep any stubble or anything. Like, oh man. I missed yeah, him. It was the 60s. You didn't have stubble. I, I missed him so, as New York man. How old no. is Steven supposed to be? Like, same age as Vicky? Like, is that why they 
chose no, to shave Vicky's his face. Supposed to be like fifteen. I was like, "There's no what, way, right?" Who are we talking about? Stephen. Stephen. Oh, Stephen. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll translate for you. Thanks. <laughs> the actor was twenty six at the time. It's gonna be a long. I was gonna guess okay. twenty four. He's oh. a young dude. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I also just ages. hated that they were all in capes the whole time. <laughs> Maureen O'Brien was 22 at the time. <laughs> Vicky. Uh. Vicky looked good in that cape, though. Yeah, I'm reticent, reticent to give Vicky banging status because of the character's age. <laughs> but Maureen <laughs> O'Brien's cute as a fucking button. Yeah, yeah, she's super adorable. But no, with capes, like, you always have, like, hold them. So then you never use your arms when acting or moving or anything. It's always a secondary, like, I got to hold on to this blanket around me. So it was very annoying to watch. They just stood there and held their capes a lot. Huh. Like you would, like a normal person. So good acting. Do you want them to, like, wave it behind them, Terry? Like, no, you can you walk without to... holding your cape. Then it like hits Not you. Not if it's you're wearing awkward. a cape. Yeah. Oh my wear God. a cape and let's see you walk. Terry, can you just wear a cape from now on? Yeah, because that'll get me a guy. <laughs> it may be. Maybe the right guy. Try something. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Married to Terry's Relationships. Uh, now, move on to the next thing. Who are we on now? Hey, Alex. Yeah. Give me some stuff. Uh, the village people I liked. They were really cool. Oh, the yeah. village girl especially had well, a the lady pretty was super big part. Cool. She was a bro. And that's kind of surprising that like Saxons in the middle of nowhere would just be like, yeah, any any traveler, please come. We'll give you food and shelter. <laughs> We've seen her in Doctor Who before. She was in the very first story as the younger cave woman. I thought she looked familiar. Oh, that's cool. That was so long ago. It's tough to talk about this story without bringing up the very obvious rape that happens in this story. In this children's story. You know, I wasn't going to bring it up because they kind of played it like she just got hit in the head, but that's not what Vikings did. (laughs) No, and she's, she's, she's catatonic. She's not dazed. She's like... She has PTSD. <laughs> She's just frozen. And it's it's brought up a lot when talking about this story. There's there's actually a rape page on the TARDIS wiki. Because it comes up more than you might want to think. Um, so yeah. It's not anything we really need to talk about. Other than it's just weird. To put into a story like this. Well, then she went full um, girl with a dragon tattoo and was like, I'm going to fucking murder them all. And she's she's like the front of the mob. It was awesome. Good reference. That was a good reference. I know you haven't read those books. I've seen the movie, though. (laughs) Hey, the American Um, one, not the not the not the original. The Swedish ones. Yeah. Um, Nomi Rapace. She's great. Whatever happened, I must have missed it. What happened to the dude that was like, no, they're Vikings. We need to murder them. Talking about Vicky and Steven. He was still he was still injured. Like he he escaped the monastery, went back and he's like, the Vikings are in the monastery. And then that's what sent the mob. So I assume he's just laid up. Oh, okay. In in the village. But during that fight scene. Yeah, he was (laughs) just a dick. Um. But in that fight scene, did he not take an axe to the gut? Probably. Like, I Hell thought I yeah. saw that. And as I was like, oh. a flesh wound. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's but a that wound fight in scene. all of my flesh. Oh my god, that fight scene. <laughs> and all my insides. <laughs> uh, I loved at the end of the fight scene when <laughs> he, the one Viking is struggling against the main Saxon leader. And the, another Viking just runs up, taps him on the shoulder, like, hey, we gotta go. And they were like, oh, okay, and just run off. Yeah, yeah. They're mid-fight, like, pushing swords <laughs> against each other. And he's like, hey, dude, let's fucking go. Yeah. I got shit to do. That That is funny. Uh, my favorite villager is the big guy. My, um, Eldred? Hut, Hutton? Oh, yeah. Was it, like, No idea Wolhut? what his name is. Well, I, th- I think I have his name in my notes. Let me look. 
Wolnath, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Wolnath. So he he's my favorite because he's the first ever person ever to have a comb over. <laughs> in the, after one of the fights, his comb over just spills over to the side. And it's like, that definitely wasn't a thing in 1066 where guys were hiding their bald spot by <laughs> growing hair on one side of their head. Can we agree that he got totally cock-blocked by the monk in that last episode there? Oh, yeah, when he comes out all shirtless and just fucking glistening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just right in the sun. They blind you if you keep your eyes open. <laughs> blind you with them meaty nits. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's put that on the board. We got monk, dumpy, and meaty nips. <laughs> let's, uh, we'll record that for the future. Uh, you guys want some tweets? I want a Let's tweet. Let's do it. Hit me. So I didn't send out the request for tweets. Well, I haven't done it in like three episodes or three podcasts, but I didn't send it out until like three hours before we started recording, but we got some responses. Mostly people who live in North America. Boo. Yeah, those people are great. I mean... What? <laughs> Jeez. I th- I'm thankful I think, for uh... everyone who listens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Notebook Waster at Notebook Waster oh, says Butterworth is a legend. That's the Bedlin Monk is played by um Wait for it. Butterworth. Mrs. Butterworth. Butterworth. Mrs. Butterworth. Mrs. I Peter love that syrup. Peter, Peter Butter. Butterworth. What a name a sh- for some cake thighs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh my god. <laughs> You don't even know this person. <laughs> He's dead. Um, it's a shame his other serial is mostly missing because more of him would be perfect. I love the Time Other story and Hartnell is great in it too. It's been a while, so I might rewatch this one for your episode. I'm hoping y'all liked it. Well, everyone but Terry. Oh my gosh. Oh shit. The internet's on top of Terry. No, I said that. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <The tweet. laughs> That'd be really funny. I just meant everyone but Terry liked it. Oh, okay. <laughs> BT Flippity Gigget at your cool 91. Hey, Guess thanks. what year they were born? Appreciate um, it. Same year as me. Rep. Their um, profile picture is a picture of Peter Capaldi playing guitar when he was like 20. <laughs> Uh, BT Flippity Gigget at your cool 91 says, I think it's slightly overrated due to the first appearance of another Time Lord and TARDIS. I do want to take a break from the tweet here to mention that we're still quite a ways away from them coming up with the word Time Lord. And so all they mention in this story is that they are of the same species as as the Doctor and that they are from 40 years in the Doctor's future. His best guess, based on the technology of the TARDIS. But that's, like, not how it works anymore. Right. Later they established that Time Lords basically can't meet each other out of time. Like, they, every time they run into each other, it's, like, the same amount of time has passed for them. Alex and I talked about that on the way home, and I think it would be such a cool mindfuck to not know about Time Lords specifically. Like, to not know what we know. Like, seeing this for the first time would have been... Real cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, just yeah, knowing and... the doctor's an alien, but we don't know what. And we don't he know is. how they're related. Like, you can easily assume that they're the same species. Right. Well, and at, at first, they just are just saying that he's a time traveler, which we've seen the Daleks time travel, so we know it's like not specific to the doctor or his people, whatever they are. Apparently, and just it, yeah. do it with a watch. Shit's easy. It is something. It is something maybe we should talk about more often, is what this would be like watching, not knowing the things that we know. We wouldn't have gotten this far, Jake. <laughs> we would if we were eight years old and it was 1965. There's three things on, and they all suck. <laughs> yeah, you could throw rocks at the wall or watch Doctor Who. Um, I choose rocks. I'll take rocks. <laughs> all right. Uh, BT goes on. My main issue with it is that parts two and three are pretty slow and spin the wheels a bit. That being said, the monk is a fantastic villain. The time travel lore is intriguing, and the last part is a ten out of ten showing from Hartnell. Oh, and by the way, because I didn't ask last week, the Space Museum is criminally underrated. 
especially in the context of the active decolonization process and increased social awareness of the time. And the chase, because I also didn't ask for anyone for tweets for that one, <laughs> is great fun. Ah! Punch my microphone. <laughs> oh, jeez. Relax. That was terrifying. He is hyped. End of tweet. Smack. <laughs> Smash. So, yeah. BT's always got great stuff to say about the 60s, and I really do need to remember more often to ask people for tweets. But then how would we talk about butter sandwiches? What? Is that a... Oh, did you a see the tweet challenge? from Matt today? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you Is say? people talk about peanut butter sandwiches again? No, butter. No, just butter sandwiches. Oh. I they thought it was peanut that? butter and butter. Because didn't we talk about that? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But you butter. added well, the peanut started, butter. We were talking about butter sandwiches. You brought peanut butter oh. in because you're a maniac. Because it's amazing. Well, I, I shouldn't say you're a maniac. You're basic. Everyone eats peanut butter and butter sandwiches. Ugh. Yeah. Nobody eats butter sandwiches because it's not a thing. It's Ugh. just buttered bread. It's not a sandwich. <laughs> I, I eat butter sandwiches... But warmed up. No, no, Jake has no, you a don't. point here. You you eat buttered toast. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if, if you I fold, fold it, it in half, it's yeah. sandwich. Is that a sandwich? It's folded if you fold it? toast. <laughs> I don't. I might now just to prove you wrong. Put some peanut butter in there. You got yourself a peanut butter butter sandwich. <laughs> is a is a calzone just a pizza sandwich? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's more of a pocket. Yeah, you're right. Just pizza folding bucket. a pizza is like a yeah. Yeah. Actually, if you put a slice of pizza between two pieces of bread, it's a pizza sandwich. Oh, <laughs> no, Jake. No. It's garlic bread. No. Two pieces of garlic bread. Okay, but I'm totally into bagel sandwiches. Oh yeah, there's a place at Fargo that's fucking awesome. I wouldn't got like an egg and bacon bagel okay, the other is day. It, mm-hmm. uh, is it uh? Is Papa's? it downtown? No. no. Is it downtown? Yeah, downtown? yeah. Is it like the? Ugh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right, right by the tracks. You get the bagel chips. No, mm. I just got a sandwich and a coffee. But I'm definitely going there again. Anyway, that's all our tweets. Nice, Lamo. I should start tweeting. Before we start wrapping it up, Terry, right, right now, say all the things. That you're going to say when I try to end the episode, but do it before that. Um, like right now. Right now? Right now. Yeah, what uh, were you just going to say? All the things I'm, I'm going to cut out. Oh, Let's no. do it all right now. Um, I, oh, okay. I really liked um, Edith. She was really fun. Uh, great presence overall. Uh, she yeah, was, we covered that. had ridiculous manners, though, for a Saxon. I was like, oh, she's very hospitable. <laughs> okay. What do you mean for a Saxon? How many Saxons do you know? Uh, like <laughs> three. What Saxon shit in your uh, um, chair zone? Wow. <laughs> 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 uh, God, what else was there? I thought the fights were hilarious to watch. Um, fights are always good. Yeah, they're... Yeah. Oh, God, the setups to make sure like no one get hurts and stuff but top three fight in doctor who whoever yeah. does the choreography for the fights should just be taken out back and really <laughs> r- just let go yeah you're assuming a lot but we didn't talk about like actually having a tardis that camouflages yay that was really cool a it'll be a while before TARDIS? we see another one and the doctor like made fun of it and he has a police box <laughs> On a beach. You got a problem with a police box? On a beach. It's... In, in 1066. When they're in that room that has the sarcophagus that is the TARDIS, the doctor at that point seems like he still doesn't know that this guy is a Time Lord or the same species as him. He's like, oh, you got a time machine? Let me see it. And then they get to it and he's like, oh, this is your time machine? How do? You, how would you even get in? like vicky and steven figured it out (laughs) (laughs) okay also the doctor was kind of an asshat like he's joking around and then all of a sudden he'd be super serious and like just not nice yeah that's just how the doctor's always been although there were like Mm -hmm. three or four instances in this one where someone says something that's like super normal and he's like what 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 do you mean and then they say they just repeat themselves. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then says the same thing. That's why I asked you how long it is until they, like, don't have to take one cut of everything. Because that felt weird. 
<laughs> and like it should have been redone. I think they're they're a little bit beyond that point. Like they're not like as poor as they were when they started. The show is a big hit. They have changed to a bigger studio, but they are also making 45 episodes a year. And so they just don't have time to, <laughs> to like, really fuck around with a lot of scenes. Like, the, they're shooting an episode a week. Yeah. And it, the reason I said it gets better, different in the 70s is because they drop it to 25 episodes a year. And that's why once we get to the 70s, we'll move a lot faster because there's just a lot less of it. Fair. Did anyone else think it was odd that the doctor was telling the Saxon woman the future? Nah, that's fine. Okay. Like, yeah, this whole thing of, dumb. like, let's not fuck with the future. We can't do anything. And then he's just telling her, like, oh, yeah, this will happen. And then this war will happen. And then this will happen. It's like, what are you doing? It's like telling your dog the Powerball numbers. Like, what's he going to do? <laughs> I did hate the explanation of... Uh, I believe it was Steven and Vicky talking and Steven's like, I know how this goes. It ends in this way. And Vicky's like, yeah, but it doesn't have to. If it goes a different way, it ends in this way. Like it would end in a different way. And I hated that. Right. Like that goes against everything we know. I'm going to disagree with you. Um, you can change the past and in turn change the future. We're constantly saying um, time can be rewritten. What bothers me about that scene is that Steven does not understand that like you can change the past if you're in the past <laughs> like if we could just go like kill the king right now and that'll change everything that happens in the future or whatever and steven's like hold on <laughs> so if the past changes you're saying all the history books will be different <laughs> no 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 they'll still write history <laughs> that didn't happen it's a, the scene makes Steven seem really fucking stupid. But that's exactly what the time meddler was trying to do. Was he was trying to go and kill the king, and the no, doctor's kind trying, of like a time. He's trying police. to save the king. Or well, sure, whatever was supposed to happen, he was trying to make it not happen. Yeah, and so the doctor's then kind of a time police. So I, I would assume he would have reamed uh, Steven and Vicky out for that. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that's what they would have done. I'm just saying the fact that Steven didn't understand that changing history changes the future and that it just blew his fucking mind. It just makes him <laughs> seem like an idiot. Yeah. Like, this isn't the first time travel story that's ever existed, and he's from the future. Like, he would have, he'd have an idea of the concept. I did like that the doctor had fucked with his TARDIS and made it small on the inside so he couldn't use it. That was pretty cool. That was a really fun ending. And him yeah. looking in that little door, it reminded me of the other episode of New Who where the it's little. Where Capaldi's trapped inside of it. Wait, what's the one? Like the graffiti episode, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Flatline. Reminded me of that. That was fun. Sam remembered a story from the past. <laughs> that is the in the future. future. <laughs> from our personal past. <laughs> you know, Ted's just like a big ball. <laughs> wibbly wobbly. Looking at the notes in the TARDIS wiki, just trying to see if there's anything interesting. One maybe not interesting thing. Uh, Vicky says that TARDIS stands for time and relative dimensions in space, plural, with I an S at the end of dimensions. I literally asked that to Cody, and I googled <laughs> it, and it does have it. Like, when I googled it, it had the S. Does it not? So when, when Susan said it, it did not. And fans will tend to leave the S off, but there is debate I totally did not think it had an S. This is like the Bernstein Bears theory. What? No, what's the what's the theory? The Mandela theory. I don't know. Mandela effect. Effect. Yeah, that's the one. Hey, Terry, you were curious when we were watching it why the ending was different in the end credits. Oh, they yeah. show pictures of all the actors. Yeah, it was real odd. So I don't have a reason. All I have is that 
this is the only like final episode of a serial so far not to have like a next episode caption like saying like the title of the next episode coming up Mm -hmm. or like have a little stinger um so instead of that they just kind of extended the ending a few seconds and showed pictures of all the actors so they don't do that again going forward i don't think so oh i i took it as like uh this is steven's first show we're kind of on a new thing this is new let's do it's something also the different. season two finale oh we're making our way through downtown downtown oh we went two very different directions with yeah you did <laughs> Oh, here's here's something fun. According to Donald Tosh, who's the new script editor, the doctor addressing the camera and mentioning William the Conqueror's future arrival. So this might be what you're talking about when he's talking to um the woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, was ad-libbed by William Hartnell. And this is a quote from Daniel Tosh. Donald Tosh. <laughs> so this is a quote from Donald Tosh. Of course, none of us. Oh, sorry. Of course, none of this had been in the script, and we we're all supposed to be ever so grateful. He had remembered vaguely what Dennis's dialogue was all about, and thought that we'd be disappointed if he didn't manage to get the plot across. For some technical reason, we weren't able to shoot it again, so it had to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh no. That's funny. Oh, and John Wiles, the next producer, did begin taking over some production duties during this story. Uh, William Hartnell started throwing temp- temper tantrums during rehearsal because, uh, you know, he was pissed that Verity was leaving. I know what that's like every day. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when your Verity leaves. It, but, I mean, at this point, with her leaving, everyone's gone. He's the last person standing. And, you know, he he likes his comforts. It's tough getting old. Just waiting to see if Terry says anything else before I start ending I the mean, episode. I mean, I do have other... Th- like, I hate Steven's front pockets. They look like he's been wearing his pants backwards the whole time. I literally have no idea. Like, usually if you say something, I'm like, yeah, I see that. Yeah, it was at the very end. Like they were standing on the cliff looking down and like, oh yeah. And it's like at that point I just saw these weird front pockets that were too low for like hands to comfortably sit in or anything. It like someone cargo pants it real weird. But it was a choice. I really hope that Steven is a low key dick through the entire thing. <laughs> I yeah, I really did like his and Vicky's uh just their whole uh, chemistry together. Uh, there was one part, I think, beginning of episode three, when they're in that uh, cell, and um, Vicky's like, Stephen, Stephen, over here, and it's like, was not paying attention. It's like a loose stone. It's like, what? And it's like, oh, what a, what a dick. Like, doesn't even listen to her until it's like, what information? Sure. For next week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for next time earlier today I delivered you guys some Blu-rays because the next story is not on BritBox it's Galaxy 4 only one of the four episodes it's only four episodes only one of them exists so they have animated the rest this Blu-ray came out earlier this year maybe the end of last year I can't remember And the Blu-ray offers you the option to watch all of it animated. Or what I suggest is to watch episodes one and two animated. Episode three, the only episode that still exists. Watch it as it was intended. And then episode four animated. Because then you can kind of see what it looks like. There's also the option to watch it in either black and white or in color. Do whatever you want. I really enjoyed the ones we did with brothers where one was alive and they animated the rest. Yeah. Like there, it was just cool to see the, uh, like the amount of detail they chose to go to 
like for like trivial things like dust yeah. flying off of someone's boot you know like it was just <laughs> cool also with the animated ones I, we say this all the time when there's an episode that exists it makes the animators have to make everything look a certain way when we get to the ones where there's no surviving episodes they can do whatever they want and they go fucking nuts and mm -hmm. you know it didn't look anything like that so you know there's some give and take but i actually i watched the story when the blu-ray came out a few months back and i really liked it so i'm excited for this um after that the next 21 episodes are missing so we'll be taking a big jump after next podcast. Oh, not a big break? <laughs> no, not a big break. <laughs> but I mean, 21 of season three's 45 episodes in a row are missing. That's actually insane. And before that 21, like this one would be, we wouldn't be watching this one either if it wasn't just very recently animated. So, Alex, who's on? No. Don't we have uh, to do MVPs? What? Oh. oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Terry, who's your MVP? My MVP is Edith. Sam, uh, who's your MVP? Oh, okay. <laughs> writing. Cody? The bong Dennis man. Williams, a writer, by the way. Uh, Mr. Butterworth. Me too. Jill? Steven. Steven. <laughs> Steven. Alex? I'm going to give it to the doctor. Yeah, who's killing it? But what character? about MVP? <laughs> oh, uh, well, that's going to be me for giving it to the doctor. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Hartnell, he's MVP. <laughs> Joe and Alex and I were doing our um, our Companions podcast. After we were done with the 60s, we did a ranking of all the 60s Companions. And we had Lily from the soon-to-be-launched Save Us Sarah Jane. Maybe it's called Help Us Sarah Jane. <laughs> podcast that i i'm gonna be on one of the early episodes i like save us better. Companion. what's that i like save us sarah jane i'm petitioning if that's not the name to make it the name <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it more when it actually comes out so that you guys can all go watch or listen to it but anyway her favorite 60s companion was steven and i not being able to help myself openly laughed at her <laughs> Oh no! Because <laughs> oh. I don't, I don't think he was in my top ten. Oh, <laughs> and God. it's joy. <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts we ever did was that '60s companion ranking one. The one where I had to like run out of there because I had to go to something. Yeah, we recorded for like two and a half hours. Yeah, that was wild. Alex, do the song. This has been Married to Who, our episode on The Time Meddler. Uh, if you want to participate, you can follow us on Twitter at Married to Who Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Married to Who. If you want to listen to some old-ass episodes, you can do that on our website, MarriedToWho.com. On behalf of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, and our producer, Terry, thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for Galaxy 4. Bear, <laughs> <laughs>